Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah! LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max Show, and uh, it is, by the way, Festivus Eve. Woo-hoo. Man, what a day. What a day. It, it's going to be one of those magical days as we uh, head into Festivus. We'll get you the details on that one. <laughs> well, we want you to be prepared so you oh, yeah. can celebrate festivals Absolutely. properly. Mm-hmm. We're all on different time schedules. Some of us get up early. You'll That's and right. if you want to get up early to sit around the Festivus poll and begin, you know, you can change the order. You can begin your day mm-hmm. with the feats of strength if you want, or oh. the uh, well. Oh well, uh, we'll get into yeah. all that. Yeah, we could. Well, yeah. All right. So <laughs> it is the Mark and Mac show, and. Uh, <laughs> There's a candy cane shortage, Mark. I'm I'm scared to death about the candy cane shortage. That's what's got me. Because I mean, what's thinking, next? I mean, I've got 11 boxes of candy canes. Would you like one? I mean, I bought them when they were all on the shelves because I I bought a bunch just to get them out of the way so I could buy something else, you know. But I mean, now there's a shortage. Trust me, when I saw the story, I my, my one eyebrow went up and I said out loud, "There's a candy cane shortage." Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I no, said. Candy canes. I'm I'm still eating candy canes from 1978. Okay? I know. I as a matter of fact, yeah. I look on the rapper and it's got some disco dance moves I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the rapper it's called by the candy cane. The the rapper, by the way, is difficult to get off because it's been attached for so right. long. <laughs> but once I get it off, I can eat this stuff. As a matter of fact, you just spit out the rapper. That's all you gotta do. Well, apparently it's a real thing in some places. Uh it's the great candy cane crisis of twenty twenty one. I need that dramatic sting, you know, the dun, dun, dun. That's what I need. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's the great candy cane crisis of 2021. It just took a second to find it. Uh, Weakness in peppermint crops and COVID-caused logistical issues. In other words, people quitting and getting paid at the mailbox instead of going to work have created a problem for big candy. I'm just going to let that sit for a second. It's big candy. (laughs) Quote. Wow. We only wonder. Wait a minute. Is Elizabeth Warren going to write a letter to big candy about their horribleness? (laughs) They should pay their share of taxes. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And Elon Musk writes back. I will pay more taxes than anybody in the United States of America this year. Billions of dollars in taxes. (laughs) Yeah. You remind me of it. Never mind. Uh, We only received half our candy cane order for the holiday season and sold out almost immediately. We currently have zero in stock, says Mitchell Cohen. He's the owner of Economy Candy on the Lower East Side. Uh, he, he says raw material and ingredient shortages globally have had quite an impact. It was a first for the store, which has been in business since 1937. Wow. Cohen said they've sold more than 12,000 candy canes before they ran dry. Since candy canes were invented, we've had candy canes, he says. Mm. Peppermint production in the United States has declined nearly 25% over the past decade, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, because you can always trust everything they say. The ripple Mark, effect, yes. I thought, I didn't know peppermint was actually a real, I thought it was something made in a lab, you know, like polyester or something. I didn't know they had to had, you know, depend on a real plant. I didn't know. I mean, come on. You can't make this in a lab. It's peppermint. Right over here is the guy working on nylon. And the fellow over here, yeah. he's, he's making peppermint. There you go. I, I don't understand the problem. <laughs> the ripple. It's edible and you can wear it. That's right. The ripple effect is creating havoc in the gingerbread house construction sector. Oh, my goodness. Cohen says, we can't really do a gingerbread house without a candy cane tree, candy cane door, or candy cane anything. A survey of local retailers found a mixed stocking of responses. I'm sorry, I didn't write this. Some stuffed with plenty of candy canes, others struggling to keep the delicious confections and sometimes tree ornaments in stock. Um A blogger at the New Jersey radio station WOBM uh, says, I can't find candy canes anywhere. And it's not like boxes are empty. There are no boxes. Economy Candy says fans of peppermint-flavored candy canes are not the only people suffering. The sweet boutique sold out early of both its... Sit down for these, okay? Are you sitting down? Okay. Both its kale and ham-flavored candy canes. (laughs) Good grief. Now, kale I could leave on the shelf. Ham I might be interested in. Bacon might fly, but no. Oh. <laughs> huh. 
liferadio.fm. The Mark and Mac Show, the sounds of Christmas and peppermint. And, you know, Mark, I'm a little confused. We had a story a minute ago about mm-hmm. a peppermint shortage. And I'm I'm not kidding. I, I actually had never even considered the fact that, you know, peppermint is, is a plant. I, I really did think there's a vat. You know, you just pour stuff into it and make peppermint. I, didn't, I don't know. And think about it. There's an eternal, there's thought, an eternal supply in a warehouse somewhere. They just back yeah, trucks up and I, dump it in. You know, <laughs> never occurred to me that I was eating something and throwing it away so quickly that it actually had value. But Mark, I want to go back to something because there's the store called the Economy Candy mm-hmm. on the Lower East Side in Manhattan. Right. It opened. It started business in 1937. Now, when you look up the numbers for 1937, that was not just the height of the depression. That was the second wave height of the depression. It was worse in 37 than it was in 33 yeah. in New York in particular. And yet these people came up with a candy store and they did it <laughs> at the worst economic time possible. So they called it economy candy. How about that? You know, yeah. you don't have much money. We got candy. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that Mr. Slugworth was standing outside the door and said, <laughs> if that Wonka kid doesn't do it right, I'm getting these guys. You That's know? great. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But what I thought we might do is um, I'm going to take this bag of peppermints and all the can. I've got like 27 boxes of this stuff wow. and bags and bags of candy. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to tape it and hang it to my trees out front. I'm going to take a picture and send it to those guys at Economy Candy and say, hey, how much you want to pay for the candy canes? I got them. I got whatever you need, right? Growing here. on trees you know? here. Come on. Exactly. So you, you're worried about if you can't make a gingerbread house with gingerbread, okay? You've got to make it with candy canes. There's something wrong with you, dude, but here you go. Here, I'm going to, you know what? Oh, boy. You want to mess with them, Mark? Oh, no. We'll start crushing up the candy canes and oh. stuff. I'm just crush it and make a door like you crush up the peppermint stuff <laughs> crush it all up braylon take a hammer to it just pummel it right into a, 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 a and put it in a mold and make the mold into a peppermint door and say here's your uh here's your candy cane door and it's a perfect door for a gingerbread house right <laughs> that's what we should do just to show them you know what alabama's better than new york there you go here's why liferadio.fm the mark and mag show on uh, best of his eve <laughs> you okay i mean are you over the peppermint I, yet yeah i'm past that now, okay good. i'll try because you know uh the the <laughs> weather yesterday mark yeah what go ahead i, I was just gonna say because we got another ingredient for you know holiday cooking coming up in a few minutes i just wanted to prepare Yay. you for it that's all i, I just <laughs> i'll freak out on peppermint again later don't okay. worry about it. all right but what i was gonna tell you is yesterday is you know when my children were growing up, because, you know, we're on the radio and stuff and always talking about the weather, mm. um, my kids just thought I was the weatherman, you know, because <laughs> that when, you know, they're on their way to school, they're listening to the radio and they hear dad say it's, uh, you know, 710 and 38 degrees, right. partly cloudy, you know, they would hear that. So they assumed. And then, of course, they would hear us talking with Span or Prater, whoever the weather right. person was yeah. that we were talking to. And they assumed that I had this hotline to all the big weather people. And so <laughs> I actually was in the know. So... When it was cold and cloudy, I'm like, well, you know, chance of snow. You never know, you know. And so they would come to me, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Especially during holidays. Uh-huh. Especially if I was really tired and didn't feel like going out. I'm like, oh, man, no, no, no. Chance for snow. Got to stand inside. Just, you don't want to go out now and get your nose runny. Because if it snows tonight, you won't be able to play in it tomorrow if your nose is runny. Uh-huh. And so I haven't done that in a long time, you know. I mean, I haven't been around anyone except now Braylon because of school and everything else he's a little in tune with the weather Ah. and yesterday it's cold and it's drizzly and he hits me with do you think it'll snow (laughs) well my buddy let me tell you how these clouds work (laughs) (laughs) oh buddy it was like bringing back the old times and like yeah see these clouds these aren't the snow clouds the snow clouds are a little darker than this but you know (laughs) That's you remember you, everybody has that family member that I does know, that you know I yeah know, yeah my, my gosh for years my kids thought my mother-in-law was a real doctor because whenever they got a scratch or something it was, well let's go see dr mimi let's see what she says you know 
And do- meanwhile, Doctor Mimi, her her kit, her her medical kit was a toolkit with pliers and a hammer. Yeah, come over here. You know, and what's in this bottle? It looks like glue. No, no, no. That's honey, lemon, and well, something else. But you know, really, honey went. So that's the the whiskey. That that's your medicinal li- liquor, right? Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. This is Granny's box. You know, they all had it. But anyway, Yikes. but yeah, it was just I thought about you yesterday when Braylon asked me, "Was well, it oh. gonna snow?" I thought Mark's going to love this one. You know, <laughs> we the can terror hope. has begun. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it might. It just might. <laughs> but then I was stupid. I said, but you know, Bray, we're looking at really warm temperatures for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we really you know, it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. And he's like, but I wanted it to snow. Mm. Well, you know, it snow, just it, not here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but he's six. Oh, so come on. <laughs> if he hears snow in the forecast and. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny because it was taking me back to all those times where my kids didn't do their homework and got it the next morning because I told them, ah, oh, no worries, because I wasn't there in the morning, you know? <laughs> you, I, you and I were on the radio, I'd get a call on yeah. the old hotline, and kids going, Dad, you said it was going to snow. Is it going to snow? <laughs> no, you should have done your homework, I guess, you know? <laughs> I just figured if you're not going to get terrorized at school, you got to get terrorized at home. It has to happen somewhere or you grow up weak. All the best things in life should start at home, yeah. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show where even the stories we have about honeybees being found in a wall are clean you know talk about the show safe for the whole family even uh, this story is clean here you go yes a florida couple recently bade farewell to some uninvited house guests it was a colony of uh, as many as eighty thousand honeybees that had invaded One, their shower two, wall. Yeah, I know. Three, four, <laughs> that's, five, a, that's the six, job you want. Oh, he stung me. Ouch. He moved. <laughs> and was he number seven or number eight? I, oh. One, two. Stop moving. Three. <laughs> Which is why they guesstimate. It looks like about 8,000. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the colony's size astounded even Alicia Bixler, the professional beekeeper, the couple Stephanie and Dan Graham of St. Petersburg, they they'd enlisted uh, her to get them out of this sticky situation. Uh, Ms. Bixler said uh, there was honey everywhere, walls, floor, on my shoes, doorknobs. I had to pull the wall down and to, to get the studs to the studs to get all of that honeycomb out. She estimated there were about eighty thousand bees and a hundred pounds of honey when she removed the seven-foot-tall hive in early November after prying away the bathroom tiles. Miss wow. Bixler, the owner of How's Your Day Honey, said she had put uh, had to put down plastic coverings to try to contain the mess. She says uh, she was more accustomed to removing hives from roofs, sheds, or trees. Quote, this is my first shower removal. <laughs> <laughs> when Miss B- Bixler arrived at the family's home, uh, she pulled out her trusty thermal detector that measures heat, pointed at the shower wall it showed the temperature there was around 96 degrees and she says that's typical for a hive i didn't know they wow. did that by the way where they found the hives by heat that's interesting didn't either as, yeah. as soon as i saw that's uh, where they were i started breaking away the tile and unveiling this massive seven foot hive most of wow. it was honey uh, she what? warned the grahams that they might want to de- make themselves scarce while she removed the bees a process, she says, took more than five hours at a cost of $800, and it was not covered by insurance. But they could have sold that really expensive honey, you know, because it was absolutely clean, yeah. natural. There you go. Absolutely. Because it was in a shower the whole time. You talk about clean honey. Yeah. We got it. It's yeah. already showered, bathed, and so are the bees. You know what? Mm-hmm. We will sell you the honey and the bees. It's like, <laughs> how's your day honey? Here you go. You want this thing? Eight hundred bucks. We know of a uh, of a candy store in New York that could, yeah. could use some sweet stuff right now. We'll get you the number. Make it out of honey. There you go. <laughs> Life Radio. Dot FM. I was going to give it that real pregnant pause, but then I thought, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Probably don't want to do that. Okay. Not in this day and age, man. It's, well, we've gotten to that part. It is the Mark and Mag Show, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. We ask that you share this with a friend, uh, download the podcast, you know the drill. Yeah. We're just at that. I'm at vacation mode. I just want to do Festivus and be done. You know, it's like, <laughs> can we just do that today? You're going Festivus? Man, look, if you don't know what Festivus is, uh, I know, you know what? Seinfeld has been off the air for what, 23 years it's now? a long time, yeah. Yeah. A funny thing happened in the um, 
Netflix launched The Last Dance, which is the uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls era documentary, right? Mm, yeah. It's a 10-episode documentary that they put on Netflix, and it really created a stir. It, you know, really well done documentary, really well done. And people are talking a lot about Michael Jordan and the, and the team of that era. And day before yesterday, uh, Charles Barkley, you know, the Auburn guy who grew up in the Leeds movie yeah. area. Yeah. He actually said, why are you still talking about Jordan? He, he, he retired 30 years ago, you know, <laughs> and actually it's 20 years. But the thing is, is it was funny because there, the, the last dance has brought up all this stuff about how good Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls were in the nineties. Yeah. But really, okay. There's been a lot of really great players since then, you know, right. LeBron James comes to mind. Kobe, you know, Bryant comes to mind. There are a couple who have become legends in the last 20 years. Mm. And it's just kind of funny watching how every day we have another piece of info about Michael Jordan and the different, you know, things that he had. If you haven't seen the documentary, I encourage you to watch it. Mm. Uh, it, if you look, if you don't think like that, Michael, if Michael Jordan was, if you can remember back in the eighties and nineties, you know, if you had a product to sell, Michael Jordan was the face of your product. Probably, That's you know, true, yeah. he was that big. And, uh, and yet this is before the internet. I mean, I know Al Gore invented it in the <laughs> early seventies, but right, yeah. other than Rush Limbaugh using the text stuff on there, you know, mm-hmm. it really wasn't that big of a deal until the mid nineties. And by then, you know, it, it wasn't what it is now. Anyway, that documentary has made a lot of people talk about the bulls of that era and about the goat, you know, the greatest of all time, Jordan. Mm. And every day it's like, there's another, you know, the yesterday Jordan was asked about bill Russell, you know, the Boston wow. Celtics. And yeah. Is he better? You know, who's better you or him? And Jordan's like, look, I got six rings. Okay. <laughs> he has 11. He has 11 rings. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you're judging by the number of championship rings, well, there you go. But he played in a different era. And that's what Jordan and some of these guys are pointing out. Look, we played in a different era than they play now. And wow. anyway, it was just fascinating to hear this. Hmm. Just because, I mean, think about it, Mark. I mean, you don't go back and talk about an artist in the 90s that had, you know, six or seven, you know, good years. You don't, you know, you don't talk about them and compare them to today's stars. You just kind of talk about today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Then there are those who will. I, and you and I both know this from being in the radio business. There will be those oh, well, who will yeah. call you every day and they want you to play, you know, David Meese. Yeah. Striper. Like yeah. Exactly. Petra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Andy Patty. And that's fine. Okay. That's fine. You have a yeah. collection. You, you, you know, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. If you yeah. know all those artists, go ahead. They're on YouTube. You Absolutely. <laughs> you can. The thing is that the thing is that, uh, that uh, our radio station is for is for a much larger group of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Yes. When I was in Bible college, we actually sang a, a David Me song as part of our Christmas program. Wow! Yeah, we are the reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That, and that is a classic a David Me song. Yeah. And, yeah, but it was actually a law. You had to, if yeah. you were a Christian and you were in church in the eighties, yeah. you had to at Christmas time, you yeah. had to sing it. You actually had to uh, wear appropriate clothing, <laughs> had to say the pledge of allegiance, right. lean yeah. towards the flag and sing. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that first album, his first album, this is a piece of trivia that I only know because I know it, it's one of these things. I, I know it from a guy who was there, right? Oh, you wait a minute. Yeah. Even in Christian music radio, yes. I know a guy. Yes. I know a guy. I got, I a, got guy. a, you oh, know what? You need that? I, I got, got a guy. belt guy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a shoelace guy. That's right. Okay? But this right. guy, this guy is, uh, he's kind of a, a music historian and he's written a handful of books about, about music christian music and and the like and he was telling me one day that uh, the cover david meese's i don't i don't remember which one it was but i might have it might have been his first album it's a picture of him sitting at a grand piano on the front the whole the album cover sitting at a grand piano and it looks like it's a a field of wheat or something in front of him all this tall stuff in front of him and uh he said he said nope that's actually on the side of interstate so-and-so somewhere in texas (laughs) <laughs> the photographer went down the embankment and shot it. They unloaded a piano on the side of the interstate. I, have, I actually have pictures of semis going by in the background. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's on the side okay. of the interstate with a, at a grand piano having his picture made. <laughs> wow. And David Meese out there playing piano and singing. There yeah, you go. On the side of the interstate. <laughs> 
truckers are going, uh, Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. We, uh, we got a concert going on over here, Breaker 1-9. Uh, looking for the rubber duck and uh, put the hammer down, pedal to the metal. Uh, yeah, police department, somebody's dropped a piano on the side of the interstate and there's a guy playing it. Well, see, if it was a ladder, sir, we'd believe you. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Some Christmas action going on just to have some fun with it, you know. Yeah. Um, Mark, there is a real-life Grinch, and it's actually here in Alabama. Ooh. And uh, here's... Here's the funny part, okay? Uh, just, no, there is no funny part of this. All right. Except, if you're going to steal, okay? If you're going to steal Christmas presents from under a tree, do you really want to do it from a neighbor? You know? <laughs> because the neighbor knows what they bought for Christmas, and if they see those, you know, anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. Is this a stupid criminal story? Well, yeah, you make the call, but okay. yes, go ahead. Go! An Athens woman is in jail after the Limestone County Sheriff's Office said she stole gifts from a neighbor's Christmas tree. Mm. Now, you know when you got three names all together. Yep. Sarah Rose Gregory. Gotcha. She's 35 years old. Her hair looks to be about 75. <laughs> she is now charged with well, some crazy hair. Charged with burglary. And um, the Sheriff's Office said that she broke into a residence and took gifts from under the tree, she also uh, grabbed a debit card, some jewelry, change, and clothing. Wow. Okay. Just be, well, I was sitting there. Just thought I'd grab the clothing, too. Mm. Because your neighbor is not going to recognize their own clothing, okay? Oh, man. The homeowner told uh, deputies that uh, Ms. Gregory was seen kneeling down between two hedges near the home's back porch. People saw her out there. Like, hey, <laughs> what's your neighbor doing kneeling down? Is she... Using number one? What? Anyway, so now Gregory, okay, while she's kneeled down, people know this is a little bit hinky. They confront her. Hey, what are you doing over there, woman? Yeah. yeah. And so she ran in the direction of her house, okay, <laughs> which is like near the victim's home. I mean, <laughs> we're not talking a long way away here, Mark. So deputies are called. Hey, we, you know, because the homeowner gets home and they look at, hey, our, what happened to our presence? And wait a minute. She, she was kneeling between these. Let's get all the deputies. So Barney shows up and he says, excuse me, but uh, did you have presents under the tree? Yes, they're gone. Okay. So they go over to this woman's house next door. Not, you know, and sure enough, the deputies find the gifts. They're still in the front yard. She hadn't got them in the house yet. Find the clothing, the debit card. And uh, Ms. Gregory is sitting on her front porch. <laughs> Just minding her own business, drinking some tea, smoking a cigarette. You know, hey, mm -hmm. just hanging out. Well, what you need, deputies? Oh, no, I always put wrapped Christmas presents out in the front yard. Yeah, that's where I always leave them. That's me. Yeah. Well, we didn't have time to get them inside around that tree, so I'm putting around that shrub over there. Yeah. That's our, it's our Christmas shrub. So, okay. of course, they booked her into the uh, Limestone County Jail, and they're wow. holding around $2,500, but, you know, the, the, lady is like well i'm i'm thankful that we got everything back you know the grinch who stole christmas is in jail we're okay well but can you imagine i mean think about it what what is going through your head you go ahead and you steal clothing because they're not going to recognize you wearing their clothing wow you know you've got all these toys the stuff that you bought that you know you know what you bought everybody you right. see your neighbor using yeah. all the, hey that looks exactly like the hoverboard i bought you know that kind of thing <laughs> i have uh, a jacket just like when i had a yes. jacket just yeah. hey <laughs> yeah dude we took mimi to a thrift store one time and she bought her own clothes back i'm not kidding you know <laughs> liferadio.fm it is uh festivus eve <laughs> is that a thing mark festivus eve? i mean uh, we can make it a thing why not okay yeah well festivus not created by seinfeld as i originally thought right we, yeah. we will be celebrating tomorrow so yeah uh, get ready mark's gonna give you the rules and regs again in case you missed it the other day <laughs> but first before we get to that mark mm -hmm. a man I'm looking at this, okay? Uh -huh. Here's the headline. Man strips, jumps in the bath during high-speed police, police chase. Yes. 
he strips down, jumps in the bath. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking he had to have stopped, right? At some point, he did. It's like he had a bathtub in the back of the limo. Right, yeah. Got one in the back of the pickup truck. He's on the run. I'll just jump in here. Mm, That's not going to work. Yeah, honey, take the wheel. In the UK, a man in Bolton was jailed last week after he Mm -hmm. stripped and jumped in the bath in an attempt to deceive police officers chasing him in a high-speed pursuit. Mark? The guy's not sweaty. He's in the bath, okay? He obviously was not the guy we were chasing. (laughs) Clearly. No, couldn't be. Ignore that pile of clothes on the floor. 26-year-old Ryan Stephen Hall was sentenced to 18 months in prison for dangerous driving, handling stolen goods, driving while disqualified, and driving without a license following the chase, which ended in, in a bizarre fashion. A spokesperson for Greater Manchester Police said during a routine patrol at around 11.25 p.m., police spotted a, a suspected stolen red nissan with cloned license plates Hmm. quote police officers attempted to follow the vehicle which began to drive at high speed in an attempt to flee over the next seven minutes the vehicle drove dangerously at speed driving on the wrong side of the road and driving through red lights (laughs) during the chase a police (laughs) helicopter assisted in pursuit in the video you, the pilot can be heard telling the officers to, uh, following Mr. Hall to rapidly turn left in order to trap him in a cul-de-sac. That's where Hall decided to jump out of the car and run from the police on foot. <laughs> he was then captured by the helicopter's aerial view running into a house <laughs> where he attempted to mislead police by jumping into a bathtub and pretending like nothing had even happened. Hello, mate. <laughs> What are you doing in my bath, man? Um, despite this creative deceit, the officers weren't fooled by his bath time bluff and arrested him inside the house. After his arrest, the Nissan he was driving was discovered to have been stolen, too. You think? Well, was it his house or was he just a random house? I think it was just a random house. I think he just wow. went swinging in there, kicked in the door, and went for the bathroom. You know, if you got a helicopter, you know, covering the thing, you don't have to go high speed anymore. You know, <laughs> no, no. We know that from all of the stuff that we've seen yeah. on TV, all of those those police chases on the yeah. on the LA freeways where they're yeah. going like twenty miles an hour. And you know, <laughs> I used to think if the cops can get close enough to a car, don't we have something they can just shoot and tag the car? You know, so you can you don't you can stop. You know, they do have that now. Yeah, they're different yeah. different devices, different methods for stopping cars. It looks like the thing from Batman when Batman. Uh, I don't know which one it was, but he goes to China and he's going to get oh, yeah, the uh, corrupt yeah. banker guy, and yeah. he shoots those things, and it's like a time is a sticky thing, yeah, and it's got a timer. It's going to blow out the windows. Yeah, well, they've got those. They're sticky things, and they shoot them on the trunks of cars, hmm. and you know, but they have to get them on there. And I'm just thinking, okay. In this day and age where we went to the moon so long ago that Tang, you know, the drink, the astronaut strength is yeah. already out of style. Okay. It has it been does, for you know, a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I want like a Tang and some Anison for breakfast. I got a headache. You know, it's like, um, it's so long ago that, but you'd Anderson. think we could come up with something, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, really, we can't, why are we still doing a high speed chase? Don't we have a way? I mean, OnStar can shut your car off and start mm-hmm. your car and everything else. You know, there ought to be a way yeah. to stop these things. But this was mm-hmm. in Great Britain. Yeah. And the one thing you know, though, I mean, you know, at least there, the, the cop, the, the, nobody has a gun. The cops don't have one. The guy doesn't have one. The best well, thing he's got is a knife hiding somewhere. Right. Well, uh, apparently not in this case. Yeah, really, it was in that we... pile of clothes on the floor. What an idiot. <laughs> liferadio.fm the market mag show a little christmas music thrown in for fun today yeah. you know mark there are uh, crazy stories every day i mean every day and i don't know if it's that we've gone crazy or if we just have more access you know to more stories because there are so many mm-hmm. uh that you know the 24-hour news cycle with the internet the way it is you really can get stories out of you know the smallest town in you know, Portland, outside of Portland, Oregon, you, right, know, you yeah. can get a story on, and it's just crazy how that is. So when you see a, a headline that says, man pleads for help on Twitter after falling asleep in a massage chair, I'm thinking, okay, um, I guess this is a regular thing because I think I saw this before, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. 
And yeah. now this is coming from Japan, where this happened. A man okay. was forced to tweet for help when he got locked Mark, in. Before yeah. you move on, yeah. do you think Al Gore thought about that when he invented the internet back in the day? I'm sure he thought of everything, Dave. Okay. He's, okay. He, he apparently has clearly thought about everything. Otherwise, he wouldn't have bought a, a, a massive property right on the ocean front, okay. you know, because yeah. the oceans are going to be rising. So he's well, obviously got a solution. <laughs> I just wish he'd share it with everybody, you know? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Oceanfront property in Arizona was a country song back in the day. You know? All right. I apologize. I was just, you know, All right. thinking out loud. So man pleads for help on Twitter after falling asleep in yeah. a massage, massage chair. Right. He was forced to tweet for help. He got locked in a department store after he fell asleep in a massage chair. He woke up to a deserted shop after dozing off in this electronics store in Japan, identified only by his Twitter hand, a handle, which, uh, uh, as photolist, I think that's what it says. The sleepy customer was forced to tweet his plight when he discovered he was locked inside the shop. Posting- you know why, Mark? Because posting it for all the world to see is so much better than just calling somebody for help. <laughs> just call the police. Yeah, call your wife. Call anybody. Hey, I'm locked in this store. I'm asleep. There's yeah, got to be yeah. a phone number on a counter somewhere. You know, just just <laughs> you're st- okay. Let's just say that you know you fall asleep and you can't get up. Okay, you're the old woman. Help! I've fallen asleep and I can't get up. You still are on your phone. Right. You could call whatever the Japanese version of nine one one is. Yep. Yep. And he posted photos photos he not yeah. not only did he not call the proper people he just posted pictures of wow. this dark empty store and he captioned them oh man i'm locked in in the photos the shutters at the front of the shop a place called k's are clearly shut it's thought he triggered an alarm and that's what notified the police they managed to get in touch with the shop's manager after i love this after 10 police officers searched him to confirm he wasn't a shoplifter Wow. Okay, I got nothing. Next! And wow, <laughs> he tweeted he had finally managed to get out. The manager apologized to the man for staff's failure to notice that he was still in the chair when they locked the store up. The wow. man also said he was sorry, although it's unclear how long he nodded off for. And again... <laughs> He could get online and use Twitter, but he couldn't think to call the police himself. <laughs> I just love it. The wow. guy's down at the police station. Somebody says, it's what? It's a guy. It's a guy. He fell, he fell asleep in the chair in the store. Okay. Tell everybody to come around. We're all going to search this guy. <laughs> the Mark and Mac show. liferadio.fm the mark and max show you know uh, you can download the podcast every day wherever you get your podcast it's just mark and max show uh liferadio.fm with our daily bible reading very cool stuff there and of course we ask you every day to, if you have a chance to share this with a friend just say hey got a chance to listen to the mark and max show we would love to have you do that okay um i got to tell you something very quickly mark because if i don't <laughs> you'll forget i might explode <laughs> Yes. There are people really? who do crazy things. All right. One of those things is ripping off the federal government. Oh, my. And the COVID-19 thing that has come out that, by the way, all the money that they paid out, the government gave away. Yeah. All that's coming home to roost now. That's what uh-huh. is causing, you know, the inflation. You know, you print up money by the billions and there yep. you go. Yep. But anyway, in Alabama, Corinne Campbell of Sarah Land has had to plead guilty because they had her dead to rights for preparing dozens of fraudulent applications for federal pandemic relief funds. Hello. All right. The Paycheck Protection Program, remember that? Yes. All right. Well, in this particular, the PPP, that program, that doesn't have to be paid back. Those loans don't have to be paid back. And so people applied for those. They It was like giveaway money, you know? Yeah. But it was there to help, to help small businesses stay in business during this horrible time mm-hmm. because the government knew they created it, you know? Yeah. So, all right, we created this thing, so we better bail them out <laughs> with their own money, of right. course, yeah. you know? But anyway... The, here's what happened. Here's how they caught her. Okay. The, the thing began to unravel when a man who claimed to have a landscaping service 
uh, sought and received almost $21,000 in money, in assistance, okay? Problem was, dude was in prison during the time covered by the application, okay? So, there you go. Meanwhile, another man... He got money. He claimed to have a janitorial service. He received money on the app, and he didn't even have a janitorial service. Wow. According to the plea agreement, Ms. Campbell uh, said she forged credit union statements showing that both those men had the exact uh, same account balances. She pled guilty to a firearms charge filed after investigators searched her apartment and found a weapon she wasn't allowed to have because wow. of a previous theft conviction. There you know, you felons, yeah. felons not allowed to have firearms. So right. there you go. Well, where did I just, they get them? I know. Well, Mark, you know, it's impossible to find a gun on the street. How dare these people go into stores and buy these guns when they're not supposed to? Here's a hint. They don't. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. I'm just throwing it out there that if you or someone you know got a lot of quote-unquote free money and you think you got away with it, chances are (laughs) you didn't. Not so much. It's just M.O.T., man, matter of time. Oh, radio.fm it's the mark and mag show just you know like everybody else this week kind of on an off week mm, yeah. I, I know i know that a lot of people are working but it's not it's not the regular week of work you no. know because of, no. it's christmas and yeah well you know we all you know are going out doing our thing yeah well every every office has got you know the decorations up the snacks yeah. and things like that everybody's kind of taking it light this week yeah, yeah. and you should i mean and thing is it with uh christmas falling on saturday uh, this year, um, you know, you've got like the week before and the week after going into New Year's. It's, it's like you've got two clean weeks for real to really enjoy. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping a lot of businesses, uh, I, I every year I'm thinking the value of keeping your employees in the office when really you can cut them some slack and let them, you know, oh, yeah. take a light schedule. I don't see the point, but yeah, you know. Yeah. And then there's those people who who have become masters at at uh, manipulating the vac- their yeah. vacation schedule and they. And they find a way to use a week or a week or two, yeah. like we have right here, to get this huge vacation break and only, and with the least amount of days spent possible. You know, I know it. If there, <laughs> there are people that are brilliant at that, and yep. then there are people like Mark and I that just go, "Hey, are we working tomorrow?" No, I need to down. <laughs> and that All one, right. year, that one year where everybody in the office was gone, and we realized, yes, hey, oh. we got the place yep. to ourselves. Let's just work. <laughs> yep, that's what we. You know, y'all are gonna laugh, but we did. We, we were did. like. There was, because one year we had taken time off and it was like, you know, we burned that week and it was like, gosh, I'd like to have those days back, you know, because (laughs) there's nobody at the office. And so the next year when Mark and I, instead of taking time off, because when you do a morning show, you know, if, if there's not a lot going on in the office, you Mm -hmm. know, at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, you pretty much can plan your day. And it's like the show goes on till 10, 10 01 out the door. (laughs) And that's what we did that week. It was really funny. So you get home and when my kids were small nine or ten o'clock in the morning they were barely getting up yeah so i would actually get home about the time they were finishing up with their wheaties you know Mm -hmm. and we'd have the whole time yeah and that's great it's just great and when you get really tired of being around them all the time you just stay at work i got hung up at work sorry (laughs) yeah meanwhile golfing with mark we're out there playing they're aerating the golf course we're still playing oh my gosh Let's see. You hit a what was it a seven? What was that you shot a seventy eight? Seventy eight yeah, that day. Seventy eight. <laughs> and I had just started playing, and he keeps saying, "You have yeah. no idea what is going on here. You just don't know what's yeah. happening here today." <laughs> and I didn't. I really didn't. Yeah. I'm just struggling to get on the stay in the yeah in between the trees. You know, that was so funny. It was that game where you're playing. And I did. I kept saying, "Mark, this is not how I normally golf. I, you know, this is just a good day. You know, a very good day. Well, yeah. with a little help from aerated greens, that helped a lot. Well, too. yeah, because there were two holes. There were two in particular. You know, because normally, I mean, when you're playing on something that's being aerated, you know, you got a lot of debris field going on, and it yeah. it can be rough. I mean, to play, but we were just playing for fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we we're playing for money. That's the only and, way I've ever played. It's just for fun. Right. Yeah. But there were two holes where I actually hit the ball hard into the green where it would have gone, it would have hit and gone over. But because of the conditions of the greens being aerated, the ball stuck and rolled a couple inches. And so there were two holes there. Each one of those holes was at least an extra five shots. Okay. So (laughs) instead of 78, I was looking at it 88. And to be honest with you, that would have been a great day for me. Oh, man. So. 
anyway, yeah, it was a it was a um, a golf course aided seventy eight, and I just remember wow. them apologizing. Sorry about the condition of the place, guys. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm good, I'm good. Matter of fact, call up the uh, Golden Bear or John. You know, go, I'm going to Sears. I'm going to buy some Johnny Miller slack. You know, because this is call Lee Trevino. I need a caddy. I'm ready. You know. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and uh, the christmas week underway and enjoying it hopefully y'all are too a woman turns fluorescent pink now <laughs> just that alone is a part of a headline you know kind of makes you go do i keep reading or am i going to get in trouble okay what did i say what did yeah, i say I'm, I'm really thinking what in the world is Ladonna going to get mad at me if i read the rest of this <laughs> i don't think so a woman all right has literally been left red-faced after dyeing herself bright pink when she misused a bath product from a place called Lush Cosmetics. Abby Shenton's skin was left fluorescent pink for three days (laughs) after she mistook a bath bomb from the toiletries company for soap. Ms. Shenton tweeted Lush saying, Are your products supposed to stain the human skin a fluorescent shade of pink? A picture of her looking rosy was retweeted nearly 19,000 times before she pulled the image off social media. Wow. She was lush. The company responded over Twitter saying yikes at the sight of her skin. Ms. Shenton, who is no longer pink, by the way, said the products she used is called Razzle Dazzle Bath Oil, and she does not blame Lush for the incident. She says the correct procedure is that you're supposed to dilute it into water. But I thought it was soap and rubbed it all over my body and face. <laughs> I misused the product. I love Lush and will still continue to shop there. Uh, Ms. Shanton says uh, she removed the pink stain using lemon juice, olive oil, a gritty face wash, orbital wow. sander. I wonder what Popeye <laughs> thought about that. Olive oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. You know, that, when I saw the name of that company, I thought, that sounds like something I would have made up, you know? <laughs> Lush. Yeah, back in the day. There's <laughs> a great name for a company. <laughs> Otis Cosmetics. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. You know, the Mark and Mac show with... You know, we got a lot of Christmas music playing. And oh, some, yeah. Some are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I I almost want to apologize for them because <laughs> I, I said yeah. almost. I did almost. say almost. Oh, yeah. Because. <laughs> what, are I we playing Christmas at Brown Zero, Ground Zero by Weird Al? Is that in the mix now? What? No. <laughs> but, you know, it's just when you play certain songs and you think, you know, like, okay, I was listening to. Uh, songs to put in and one i'm getting nothing for christmas you know oh yeah and it's it's funny to me you know (laughs) (laughs) okay but you know when you're playing some and you're you're into a uh a mood of certain things you don't want to hear that in the mix you know yeah and at other times you really need it to lighten the mood so yeah and i don't and the thing is i can't read your mood you know when you're listening any better than you can read mine Mm -hmm. and you know two hours from now and so i'll get you know comments from folks from time to time and it's not intentional or willful i don't know what your day is like yeah just putting it in there because it's funny you know yeah so exactly. have a sense of humor about things, I guess, because if you don't, this won't be cool. Man <laughs> spent two days trying to get an owl off the roof. And I'm thinking this would not happen in Alabama. No. Unless my cousin Vinny was the one trying to get the owl down. <laughs> yep. A man in the, in the UK spent two days swinging a dead rat on a piece of string to entice his pet owl down from a rooftop. Swinging a dead rat <laughs> on a piece of string. Swinging a dead rat, Mark. I know. That's why the story is here. Not because of this the guy. It's because of what he you, did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me until you hear this. Mark Smith, that's the guy, used a rat he kept in his freezer. Whoa. <laughs> wait a minute. Was the rat right next to his mother-in-law or, you know, no. <laughs> he used the rat he kept in his freezer to encourage his pet, Bengal Benny, 
down from the top of St. James House in Peterborough, the 32-year-old told the Peterborough Telegraph he was told by a miss by a missing pet site on Facebook and the independent bird register she had been spotted in the city center. Uh, <laughs> the reporter shared pictures of Mr. Smith trying to tempt his owl down from the roof. After two days, he was reunited with his pet, Bengal Benny, who he has owned for 10 years. Well, everybody knows you can't use a frozen rat. You got to have them, you know, they got to be fresh, you know, fresh over frozen every day. <laughs> you know, we had this story about the guy who covered his everything in beans the other day. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's got a pantry full of beans. This guy's got a frozen rat in his freezer. I don't think I ever you want don't? to go to, I don't want to go to England now. I just I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of all the things that are in my freezer. A dead rat ain't one of them, Mark. No, no. Life radio.fm, the market Mac show. It's Festivus Eve, which means it's Christmas Eve, 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 something like that. Yeah. And Eve Plum is mad because she's still in the middle. There you go. Uh, Brady Bunch. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you think about those shows that have impacted us, and we do a lot more references on Big Bang Theory than we've ever done. We do, yeah. You know, and yeah, that's true. All of our growing up years with Andy Griffith, the Mm -hmm. Brady Bunch. Yep. Man. Hmm. Do you remember the Friday night lineup in the early 70s, Mark, when the Brady Bunch was on? Sort of, kind of, yeah. Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, Room 222, and The Odd Couple. Yep. Watched all of them. And Yep. Yep. And somewhere in the mix there, they had... Love American Style and Nanny and the Professor during different seasons, you know? Yeah. They're, wow, I forgot just, about Nanny and the Professor. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting show. <laughs> Holy cow, we sound like a couple of old farts talking yeah. about the good old days, you know? Oh, yeah. And then Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, yeah. <laughs> and through Man. the snow, uphill both ways, mm-hmm. buddy. <laughs> there you go. Plus, well, so I'll think about a series and think, you know, like you'll remember watching a series for like three years. Yeah. And you go back and you look and you're like, like with Happy Days. Happy Days was huge for a couple of years. It was, yeah. And it, but it, it remained a hit show for several years after Fonzie jumped the shark. Uh huh. And, you know, and, and gave you, us the phrase jump the shark, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that means. That's when the series is over, pretty much. But uh, yep. anyway, I looked at it. It's like, so it was on till 85. It started when I was in fifth grade and ended when I was out of college. That's a long time. It is. Wow, man. And then the only person who really regrets it is Donnie Most, because somehow some Asian convinced Donnie Most, Ralph Mouth, that he had a he had a future in movies. Wow. He got a redheaded, freckled third male lead on a TV show, and the agent can you know now you need to hold out for more money because we can get you feature films. Wow. What was that guy smoking? You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness wow because the only time he even works ever since then is <laughs> if if ron howard's directing a movie and he can fit him in next to his brother you know <laughs> clint, <laughs> like, next to clint yeah and his dad you know that's, that's right, if a movie yes. has if a movie has rance howard clint howard it might have donnie most in there it somewhere might, yeah <laughs> wow but not in any lead role <laughs> you know not of anything that actually have any consequence <laughs> gotta love ron howard for rubbing it in you know oh my God. all the mistakes you made here we go well i can give you this bit part you can sit at the table yeah you know what movie donnie most should have been in the water what? boy <laughs> because no. i think clint howard was in that movie he was and so he, yes he was one of the guys in the stands yeah mm-hmm. and uh he was always standing next to uh hey, you can do it um, right and uh whose name slipped my mind and then henry well, winkler was the coach i mean he yeah would've, that would have been the two worlds colliding right there that you know could have been really good yeah you're right <laughs> that would have been a good one that would have been man well bless his heart yeah he was in the movie ed tv okay you know with rob reiner and Mm -hmm. uh because you had matthew mcconaughey and you had ellen degenerate and then you had rob reiner who was head of this you know true tv yeah and donnie most actually was a part of the his team and at some point rob reiner refers to him as a little redheaded freak or something like that you know (laughs) it's like bless his heart something that something ron howard wanted somebody to say to donnie most for 25 years you know <laughs> you know oh, one little sidebar uh-huh. back in the oh, 70s this whole breaks ron the howard, sidebar what are you talking about <laughs> well yeah but ron howard back in the 70s he wanted to invest some of his money you know he, because 
he didn't want it to all go away. Mm-hmm. And so he bought, he invested in gold. And usually when you invest in gold, you have a certificate right. for the gold. And then the gold is held someplace else. Um, but Ronnie didn't know that uh, he was still Ronnie. This is before he got old enough to be called Ron. And so as Ronnie Howard is trying to become Ron Howard, he shows up on the set and he's got the gold in the trunk of his car. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he didn't know. Nobody wow. told him he just went and bought the gold, put it in the trunk. He's like, now what do I do with this? Do I bury it in the backyard? <laughs> All right, there you go. Happy days, man. <laughs> Well, and you know, this is the time of year where we start looking at celebrities we've lost this year. Hmm. And one of the celebrities we lost not that long ago was the guy who played Chuck on Happy Days. And, you know, Ronnie Howard, Richie Cunningham's older brother, Chuck, yeah, yeah, the basketball yeah. bouncer. Right. Yeah. He was in two episodes, and yeah. there were two dudes that played him. He's <laughs> yeah, the same right. guy. Yeah. And the guy who died was Chuck number two. You oh. know? I'm like, wow. <laughs> and yet we keep track of that. A guy who appeared in one episode, we keep track of that because of social media. Ronnie uh, Howard tweeted yeah. out, "What a nice man!" I'm like, yeah. "You remember him? Do you remember his name? You know, <laughs> no. you were in one episode." <laughs> yeah, yikes. Life Radio FM, the Mark and Max Show, and Mark. You know, earlier when I was talking about the. Uh, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls uh, documentary, The Last Dance. Right. The ten ep- it's a 10-episode piece on Netflix. And um, in one of the episodes, they talked about, um, oh, now his name's escaping me, uh, Tony Kuko from uh, Croatia. And during the 92 Olympics, when the first Amer- you know dream team, uh, the basketball players right. they, they got from the NBA, we just got tired of losing to all these professional <laughs> teams around the world. <laughs> But, you know, we were basically playing college amateurs, you know, Uh and we were sending our, the best of our young guys out there and they were getting stomped. And so we're looking around going, well, all these other teams are playing pros. Why can't we? And that's where the dream team came from. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Michael Jordan led a team with magic Johnson, Larry bird. Now magic was pretty much retired at that point. Larry bird was, yeah, they were both, you know, old from ball playing and right. still beat up on the rest of the world. You know, <laughs> I'm, glad, just... I'm glad Larry Bird finally got some recognition because <laughs> the yeah. whole time we've been talking, I'm thinking, is he ever going to mention Larry Bird? I mean, is he ever going to mention yeah. Larry well, Bird? Well, there, right, there you go. He got but Tony Kuko was actually with Croatia gotcha. and they were talking about what had happened was in Chicago, the uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager, um, he was really enamored with Tony Kuko and they drafted him like in the 90 or 91 draft, but they didn't know if they were ever going to get him to come over to the U S to play. Hmm. And, uh, it made some of the bulls players mad because you got Scotty Pippen, you know, who has been playing there for five years, time to renegotiate, you know, time to negotiate a new contract, but the general manager is too focused on getting Kuko under contract. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't even happen for a couple of years, uh, after this, but at the 92 Olympics, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen just said, well, we'll show you how good he is. And they shut him down in the first game uh, that the U S played Croatia. It was ugly, man. Wow. Tony had, yeah, Tony had a bad game. Now he came back and it was pointed out and I didn't know this. Okay. Because well, I'm an idiot. I didn't know what all the inner workings was with Croatia and all the countries. I knew there was a civil war that had gone on. And in this piece, it actually talked about it. And it was like, you're not going to find a quote unquote, soft player from that era in that area, you know, and they were talking about Tony Kuko basically gets just shut down in that first game with the U S now they come back Croatia, you know, that's their only loss and they're playing for the gold medal against the U S and Tony Kuko had like a really good game and they're like, wow, he's a lot better than we thought. You know, Mm. he, how do you come back from getting shut out pretty much? Mm. And it's like, because they didn't realize that in this man's life, he's got family members who are dead for doing nothing but breathing air, you know, kind of thing Mm -hmm. and going without food. And anyway, it was just, I didn't know any of that. I did not know what players from the Eastern Bloc had gone through when these different countries dissolved or whatever. And uh, anyway, Kuko said the reason he didn't come to the NBA right after he was drafted because he was a big star in Europe. Hmm. And it was like, and he said, he actually said, you know, he was going to have to take a pay cut to come and play in the NBA. Now think about it. You know what NBA players make? Yeah. And he was talking about taking a pay cut, wow. you know, 
And he said, look, you know, we're not talking a little bit of money. We're talking several millions, plural, Wow. each year. And he goes, that's why he waited until things had calmed down. And, you know, it, it, but it, I, again, did you know any of that? No. From, you know, back in the 90s? I didn't either. Okay. Wow. I felt like a total tool not knowing about what was happening in the world. And I'm like, you know, I, it's a big world, but mm -hmm. still, I should have known more about that than I do. Yeah. But, which brings up this one. Croatia human rights activist is uh, getting an award. Yeah. Has a, he has an embarrassing moment. Let's just say that. You think? Yeah. What? He's More a human thing. rights activist <clears throat> named uh, Zionimir Ch uh, Cicak, I guess. Cicak. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, he's the head of the Croatian <laughs> Health Safety Committee. I mispronounced committee. Tony Kuko okay. several times. I, I said his name different each time yeah, I said I know, it. Dude. Yeah. Well, he's the head of the Croatian Health Safety Committee for Human Rights. And he had... Um, he, he, he was re reaching out to accept the certificate, uh, an award certificate from the Croatian leader, Kolinda Grabar-Kitarovic. Uh, um, and his pants fell down. <laughs> oh, no. He's on the stage in front of reporters and everybody, you know, they're all got the cameras pointed at him and wow. plop. His pants Please fall. tell me the man did yeah. not go commando. No, that day, no, he you didn't. Know? No, so okay. he's standing there in his boxers with his knees exposed, okay. his pants around his ankles, and uh, and uh, Ms. Uh, Gabar Katarovic uh, did her best to preserve Ms. Uh, his dignity as photographers mm. took pictures. So we have oh. the uh, evidence now. Uh, wow. They they presented an honor uh, to him because it, he was an activist and his committee yeah. for their work ahead of the International Human Rights Day. So wow. it was a good thing. They were giving him an award for, for doing some great stuff, but uh-oh. <laughs> nice knees. Yeah, they're my mother's. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, where we love to have animal stories. We had the owl that wouldn't come out of the tree. <laughs> Uh, we had, what, a cat the other day that was up in a pole or whatever. Right, yeah. And so now we have a squirrel doing some uh, hanky-panky. Mm -hmm. I meant the only person with squirrel problems. You know, one chewed up the yep. wiring under the hood of my car the other day. I know. And, and now, <laughs> now in St. Paul, Minnesota, a troop of fat, hungry squirrels. How do you know they're fat? Fat, hungry, and furry is no way to go through life. Um, a, a, a troop of fat, hungry squirrels has put the kibosh on a downtown St. Paul Park's holiday lights display. Friends of Mears Park had to forego the usual display this year because squirrels chewed through the lights wires last year. And Squirrel! The, and the vendor refused to put up with the headache and cost again this year. Uh, the wires, hmm. it turns out, were coated in something called polyactic acid. It's a derivative of corn sugar. <laughs> it's an appealing appetizer for squirrels, spoiled by park visitors who won't stop feeding them. So says <laughs> Anne Labor. She's the co-chair of the Friends Group. She says they try and lead them around the park, she said. One guy was trying to get one to jump on him. It's a little disturbing. Instead wow. of the traditional display, the Friends Group is using a projector to create a kaleidoscope of snowflakes and base lights that bathe the trees in green and blue. Labor said she's gotten complaints, but the display mm -hmm. is far too anemic this year. She says, mm -hmm. blame the tree rats. People look down <laughs> from their condos or apartments and they want to see twinkly lights. Well, we can't have twinkly lights. It was probably this or nothing. Wow. This is you know, why we can't have nice things. Squirrels. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just thinking they're coated with polyalab, whatever acid. Right, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Poly <laughs> so why don't we cover it? Why don't we cover it with that stuff? And then add in some poison, you know? Oh, my. So here, squirrely, 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 you know, let them eat yeah. it. And then let them go back to the crib and, you know, that's yeah. it. Or you only have a problem once and just, but do it on bad lights. You know, <laughs> it's not the lights they're after. It's the taste. So yeah, go ahead. It's the wires. Bait them. Yeah. I would say just leave the power turned on. Munch, munch, munch. They, you know, if he had nine lives, you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show as we get ever closer to uh, Christmas Day. Uh, tomorrow, get ready. Bring out your pen and paper. Festivus is on the way. Oh, my. And we will, we will be able to, tomorrow morning, prep you for all the things you'll be doing with your family later in the day uh, to celebrate Festivus. Mm -hmm. uh, because so many will still be working tomorrow. If you're already off, I mean, y'all can do your own studying. But for those who have to work, join us tomorrow morning. and We will give you all the things you need to prep for. So when you get home, dinner time, boom. The Festivus miracle can happen. Woohoo! Now, 
Go to the crawl space. Mark, every now and again, there are stories that remind me of something you and I would come up with as a joke idea <laughs> that somebody might have heard and said, hey, <laughs> you know. This does like, actually kind of feel like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something, doesn't it? <laughs> it make, yeah. Put an exercise bike into McDonald's. Uh-huh. Here you go. Yeah. Well, we know McDonald's isn't exactly the healthiest choice if you're going to eat anywhere but you can't help it sometimes you get that crave you want oh you want the big mac you want the fries you want but what if there was a way you could burn off the calories while you're eating a video has recently gone viral showing customers inside a mcdonald's restaurant enjoying their meals but rather than just sitting at one of those uncomfortable little tables to eat they're doing something else entirely they're pedaling on exercise bikes. The video was shared on TikTok and is believed to have been filmed in a restaurant in China where a <laughs> row of exercise bikes have been installed as seats for customers to burn off a few calories while they enjoy their McDonald's favorites. In wow. the clip, one woman is sitting at a custom-made table for one where a branded exercise bike, it's got a big yellow M on it, on the wheel, is in the in place of the seat. There's no seat. You have to sit on the bike and pedal while you eat. The woman pedals forward with her feet as she eats her meal, while on a table behind her, a man is doing the same thing as he scrolls through his phone. <laughs> exercise bikes instead of seats. Unbelievable. You know, Mark, I just, again, this sounds like something you and I would have come up with as a joke, you know? Yep. Try this. (laughs) After watching the videos online of, you know, people who like take a McDonald's burger, I'm not knocking McDonald's, I don't know who, it might work for all of them, but a McDonald's burger and letting it sit out for years and it still looks the same, never changes. And it's like, you know, you look like you could eat it when it's five or six years old. Mm-hmm. It's mummified. I'm get, I'm beginning to think that a thousand years from now, they're going to dig this thing up and go, hey, they had McDonald's back then, too. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.